Welcome back to Bible study. Paul's letter to the Galatians, um, chapter 5, verse, we will find out. We're going to start from reading verse 19. John, nice to see you again. Thank you. And it's very good to see you. Yes, so though we may start to read from verse 19, we'll, we'll pick up the list, you know, where we left off last week. Okay. So John's going to read. Derek will pray. Thank you so much. Okay, Galatians 5. I'm reading 19 through to verse 25. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in the past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Audrey, thank you. That you have put your Holy Spirit with inside us, and that we, if we've accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we are born again of the Spirit, and we can walk in the Spirit and produce the fruit of the Spirit to your glory. Oh God, we pray that through these studies we will recognize that the flesh, the work of the flesh in our life, and the work of the Spirit. And Lord, help us to learn to to yield your wonderful Holy Spirit that will bring us into holiness, to your glory. God, help us, Holy Spirit, to, to make these things real in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you very much. Okay, so um, we've, we've gone into more detail on, the, on, these, um, on this list than I anticipated, but I have to say I found it very rewarding if it could be on some, some mm. uh, terrible items but the point is um, we did joke after last week's study that it's a list of the sins of others <laughs> <laughs> which is <laughs> so we're all off the hook here just you know when you when you see this list being read you can just think of you know all those other people but forget about the three fingers that are pointing back to you yeah um, couple of sentences, Derek, a summary on, on yes, where just, we've got to in the list. Just to set the scene, Paul has been saying, you know, walk in the spirit and you'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. In other words, there's two things trying to control us, control our thoughts and our soul. One is the flesh and the other is the spirit. And he's saying that we, we need to choose to walk in the spirit. That is open to us now. And if we will walk in the Spirit, we will produce the beautiful fruit of the Spirit in our life. But he's also pointing out in this other list that this, this other thing in us, our flesh, is of, of a certain nature that is totally opposed to God. Mm. And if we will you know, walk by the flesh, then we will produce all these different forms of ugliness in our life. Yeah. And this, this list kind of points out not all of the areas of the flesh, but, but many of them. Mm. And, and so we need to learn where we need to, to, to trust in the, in the Holy Spirit to overcome. Um, 
but and, and the flesh has a certain nature which you cannot change. You can't negotiate with the flesh. It yeah. is utterly, yeah. you know, corrupted. And therefore, the answer is not to try and patch up your flesh, but it's to, to live from a totally different realm, which is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Because if you yield to the flesh, these manifestations of the flesh will, 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 yeah. will happen in your life. So, so John, we, we worked out, or with Derek's help, little help from Derek, you know, there's the basically the, the, the sexual, the religious, the relational, and the the intemperance yes. ones at the end. Mm. Um, I, I don't know whether you're like me, you, you tend, I think we all are the same in this, we, we tend to you know, identify with some you know, and from personal experience, whether in others or in ourselves, and, and may overlook others in others or in ourselves. Yes. Mm. So you know, we are, we are sort of conditioned by our own experience yes. as we look at that list. Yes. But I think we, we just, as Derek said, this is the very nature of the flesh. Uh, yes, we might be more prone to certain expression of the flesh in one way than in others. But that doesn't mean that you're not, you, you couldn't be seduced into all of them. Mm -hmm. And, and if, the, if the situation was bad enough. Mm -hmm. um, and it could be set up. You know, apart from the fact the flesh has this nature and is able to do this, it's quite possible that the devil who wants to bring you low, especially if you perhaps have a position or whatever, because he wants to discredit the Lord, he wants to discredit uh, what the Lord stands for and what we represent as the church on earth, revealing the mystery um, through the church, that the devil wants to discredit that. and 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 so, he, he, he knows about this because he can press all those buttons and he can press them all at once. So in the very worst case, you could go absolutely mad and start doing the most terrible things. And the only way, as we discussed last week and indeed the week before, certainly the week before, the only solution against these things is the Spirit of God. Yes. The Spirit of God and the Word of God. Um, and if you're neglecting, if one is neglecting Bible reading, um, I don't say this to condemn anybody or to make them feel guilty because you're under grace and you don't have to read your Bible every day if you don't want to. You really don't. Mm -hmm. But it's bad. It, it, it would be a foolish thing to do because we need that constant interaction mm -hmm. with the Spirit through the Word because when the Word is in you, the Spirit will use it. He, he, you'll yes. find it bubbling up in a certain situation. If it's not there, he hasn't got much to work with. Of course, nothing is impossible to him. But let's make life a bit easier, eh? <laughs> let's try and get this word into us, because it is alive and active. It, it, it is, you know, something we can't even begin to explain, and it will change us. Mm. It'll wash us and mm. cleanse us. And so this is possible. It's possible to be, to be walking in one or more of any of these things in extremis. Mm but it is the flesh expressing itself. The flesh has a big mouth, mm. and uh, we don't need to go that way. It's, mm. a, it's, a, it's a salutary warning from Paul. Yeah. Um, we don't need to be like that. We, yeah. There is a better way. Yeah, mm. thank you very much for that. So uh, it, we, I think we gained quite a lot by looking at the Greek, didn't we, and looking at the roots of some of these words. Which, which one did we a, get to? A better handle on what yeah. you're saying. I can't remember so I think we've we got up to heresies, which is like halfway through Verse 20. Um, verse 20. Okay. Uh, heresies. Uh, yeah. And actually, we get our English word heresies 
which has a slightly different meaning. Now we think of heresies as certain false doctrines, but the, we, the word comes from the Greek word, which is heresis. Um, and what it is really referring to is, is kind of like the sectarian, cultish, exclusive cliques closed to others mm. that often function in secret. You know? yeah. um, giving the impression to their followers that you know, we're in this advanced, yeah. enlightened group yeah. um, uh, and the, the, everyone else is an outsider. So it's, the, it's the, the tendency for, it's a form of spiritual pride to form into cliques that, yeah. that are superior That's and they do stuff in secret and they f see themselves as the elite. You know, yeah. of the church. Yeah. You know, and um, and, it, and it's seductive to our spiritual pride. You know, mm. oh yes, I want to be in the in the yeah. in group, yeah. uh, and often there is a leader, uh, or they feel that there's a, a leader who is divisive, who pulls the people away from from all the others, and he demands greater loyalty to himself than the church body as a whole, and so that's the formation of of cults. That's right, um, and so it's it's connected it's very helpful, with spiritual by the way, because it pride. doesn't necessarily need to be a heretical <coughs> cult to be a cult. No, it, if you know what exactly. I mean. Exactly. Yeah, it, heresy has come to mean a doctrinal thing, but it's actually the tendency to kind of separate out into the like secret societies and cults, yeah. and we've, we've got special inside. We're further on than the rest of the church. Yeah. We had, and this is how cults form. Yeah. Um, it's special revelation that we, only we have. But know. again, I, I often think of the, the, uh, the, the <coughs> contrary position, and it, it, it is not to have any passion. <laughs> There's the danger as well, isn't it? That it's, uh, okay, a, 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 a faction forms because there, there's, let's say, a move of the spirits, mm. um, but it's taking, it to, it's, it, it, it's taking the heresy side of it you know, too yeah, far. It's, it's where you kind of close yourself off from the rest of the body and yeah. see yourself as superior. Um, yeah. But often what it is, is, I mean, I come across one recently, there's some leader who, who is saying, you know, he's got the, the new reformation doctrine, mm. you know, and uh, he, he, I think he believes that it, only if he baptized, if people get baptized his way and in his tub, That's right. you know, that they will be free of their sin nature. Yeah. And, uh, you know, only his group now is, is got the, the, by the, the way, key it's quite revelation, you know, yeah. that of, of uh, you know, so you've got to join our group. And it's then quite prevalent to the with television ministries as well, isn't yeah. it? It's quite prevalent with television ministries that they can create personality cults or, you know, other, you know, fa a faction. Uh, um, we talked about it a bit last week, you know, the, the, the ambition drives, you know, a big sort of corporate machine, um, which then has to be fed and, and, it's, and, and it's kept on the road, so to speak, by having this personality, this messianic figure running it. It's when the leader claims greater devotion to himself. Than, yeah, yeah. And, and by implication, you need to cut yourself off from, don't listen to That's anyone right. else. You That's just right. need to listen to me. I've got the special revelation. Well, it makes you need. it gives me the shivers. Yeah. That does because yes. I've come across it. I've yeah. come across it. And yeah. it's the flesh, you know. Yeah, that's right. But it's disguised as super spirituality. Join our group. You're, you're, yeah. 
You're, we're, we're in, in my version, it says it doesn't actually say heresy, but it says dissensions and factions. I think it's faction. It's the word yeah. faction. Yeah, yeah, it's the tendency to call it elitist faction. So I'll tell you a, a little story, and then we get back to it. But, but many, many years ago, I travelled over with my brother to Austria, and we met, you know, the the archetypal end times sect. Um, where the leaders had special, special revelation mm. uh, um, about where there were the Lord's end time sanctuaries. And, um, and they, they knew their scriptures inside out, but it was very much sell all your property, sell everything, join oh. this, because we, the Lord has shown, I won't mention this brother's name, this sh has shown this prophet exactly where you should be and where... Um, the sanctuaries are at the end. And they, and they had a way of reading the Bible, which was um, open it, break the bread at any point. I know it sounds ridiculous, but a whole community built around this. Um, you break the bread, you pray, you break the bread. And the first verse and the last verse of the two open pages is your instructions from the Lord mm. for this day. And it's confirmed by the middle two verses of the open page. Now, what that opens up um, is, is for the most powerful and persuasive person in the community to tell you what those two verses mean and what the confirming verses mean. And you basically do what they say. And, and to top it all, he had a little black book mm. where, you know, which was there through his ministry, the Lord's revelations to him. So if there's any dispute, you go to this <laughs> reference which is extra biblical yeah. and it's all control yeah. yeah and i saw it i saw it for what it was and i and i, I didn't last as it were on, on my visit but i do remember i was going to my my brother's wedding in holland and the, i was asked have you asked the lord whether you should go mm. you know it's literally you shouldn't be leaving us now and i said brother we won't mention his name again i said if the lord tells you to get on an aeroplane I was only a little cheeky 22-year-old. If the Lord tells you to get on an aeroplane, he doesn't tell you to get off halfway. <laughs> but I could feel the pressure, and I know others who felt the pressure and eventually had to try and literally get the British embassy to hoik them out of this thing. But um, danger, yes. heresy. There was a lot of scripture in what they were doing. They were devoted people. They loved God's word. They were reading and praying all day, every day. Yeah. But it was, it was an elitist faction. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which, so but, but yeah, but the, then the other side is that you just get involved in some fuddy-duddy denomination, and you never, you never, you know, set light to anything, if you know what I mean. Yes, Paul isn't against spirit, having spiritual passion, obviously. Yeah. But we have to be see that one type of sin is the the sin of the flesh, you know, sexual sin. The more dangerous kind of sin is spiritual sin, particularly spiritual pride. Mm. Mm. And when you advance spiritually, that's the thing you have to yeah. watch out for. Um, yeah. So um, I'll just <coughs> say the counter of that, because there there's always two sides to it. Uh, this um, brother turned my, my brother's life around because he spoke into his you know, into his life, which at that time was very wayward and sinful, mm. and he pro prophesied and literally, supernaturally, 
my brother completely turned around and turned back to the Lord. And it was actually through this method. It was, um, my brother opened his Bible and those two pages summed him up. Um, so I, I remember asking my dad, because another thing I said to this, um, this sect or cult was, you can't treat the Bible like a lucky dip. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's, it's you know, even a reverential lucky dip. But then when I went back to my dad, well, dad said, and tried to reconcile the fact that this lucky dip approach had turned my brother's life around. Um, and my dad said, well, the Bible is, 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 spirit, is, is inspired by the Spirit. It's, it's much more powerful than we sometimes give it credit for. And he said that um, it's quite possible for the Lord to use the Scriptures yes. in this way. Yes. To open the Scriptures and suddenly for it to shout out. But it happened to be through yes, this yes. very wonky system. I mean, God might use that in yes. a situation. But the mistake is when the flesh comes in and wants say, to this institutionalize is it. Yes. This is how you do it. And now you're back under law now. That's it. You're doing things by a that's law. Right. That's right. And that's not, spirit, that's not New Testament Christianity, which is walking by the Spirit. That's it. So God may use that in some way, but that doesn't mean we should make a law out of it. Exactly. You know? So there's a, we learn something from this very peculiar experience of mine, a general principle. Mm. You don't make a system out of something. Just because something right. worked once, yeah, doesn't mean That's you know. Right. Let's say God called called you to do like Jesus did, spit, spit on some clay and do That's that, right. and 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 God used you to heal someone. Yeah. That doesn't mean every time you meet a sick person, you're going to yeah. spit and throw clay on them. You well, know although I mean? again, with television, <laughs> you know, the green handkerchiefs comes to mind. You know, it becomes a system. Yeah, yeah. I have the special gifting and anointing to give you a green handkerchief if you give me a hundred dollars, yeah. you know, and you build up a whole movement based on the green hanky, mm. mentioning no names. Of course not. So that's the flesh. <laughs> okay, flesh. yeah. And it, 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 well, it, a, a good spiritual demonstration of that is the manna, or at least it is to me, you know, you, you could collect the manna every day and you collect twice as much on sun for, for, to cover the Sabbath. Um, but if you had any left over from the day before, it rotted, didn't it? And that, in my interpretation, that tells me that a miracle or a work of God taken out of season stinks. Mm. Yeah, to put be a work to find a flesh. word on it. Yes, mm. you take it yes. and you try and institutionalize it and systemize it and everything else. It stinks. Yeah, because it's a work of the flesh. Yeah. It's got a sell-by date. Yeah, very as soon as you bring it under human control, it's, yeah. a, work, it's a work of the flesh. Being led by the Spirit means he, he has control, which means you can't, you can't control him. Yeah. Okay, here we are, um, yeah. after, after factions, after heresies. Is envy. Yeah. Which uh, we spoke a little bit about thonos. last week. Yes, well, it's yeah. a different Greek word. Ah, that's good. That's interesting. Um, yeah. So it's to do with the feeling of ill will. Um, a grudge or hostility to someone because they have something. Maybe they've got a reputation or a position or money or whatever it might be that the other does not possess, but, but he wants it. Mm. And he wants them to lose it so that they might gain some of it. So this is envy. Um, even if it doesn't help them, they, they still want the other one to lose what they've mm. got. Um, so That's it's malicious, covetous, resenting the other person's blessing. That's really interesting. So it's not necessarily wanting it, it's just not wanting them to Anybody have it. Anybody else to have it. That's right, yes.
Um, yeah. That's, that's not nice. And also I've got written here, um, using others as stepping stones to get where he wants to be. Mm. Uses and abuses to get what he wants. So that's a similar one to the selfish ambition. Yeah. They, they all There's great cross into each other, yeah. 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 But, but really it's all about me, you know. Yeah. And, and resenting someone for having what I want and uh, even working against them. I've seen, you know, some of this kind of network marketing type stuff where, you know, literally they use, you know, you've got to, you, it, there is no normal relationship with anyone. It's, it's they are a, a potential source of money, basically. And if you, and if you can, if you can swing them around and encourage them to swing three others around, you can create this pyramid selling type thing. I, I don't want to completely discredit someone's whole um, livelihood, but but there's there's something corrosive about about you know selfishly stepping on others, you know, and not not actually having a proper relationship with them, just seeing them as a client, you know, or not not even as a human being, you know, how much are they worth and how much can I milk from them? Might have nothing to do with our Bible study, but it's something mm. that I've seen, and it, it, again, it, I jar when I when I see it happening. Yeah, you know, you're in a company of people, and and there are certain folks who who aren't there for um, a relationship at all. They're there to gain an advantage, mm. which again, you know, we're all susceptible to. As, as I said at the beginning, we're studying other people's sins here. Of course, we're so, talking you about know, Bernie, Bernie you know, And that just made me feel much team. better about commenting <laughs> about each of these sins. Yeah. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> and then envy, envy leads to murder, ultimately. Yeah. Because envy creates hatred. I, you, yeah. you, the yeah. flesh hates the one yeah. who is my competitor and who is doing mm. better than me, especially. Mm. And, and so, ultimately, mm. that results in murder. And, and so that's the, the last of the, the ultimate social evil, you might say, is... is you know, yeah, the strange thing is, murder. in the same way as last week, we didn't have um, adultery in my, in my list. I don't have murder in yes, my list. Yes, that's a manuscript variation. It's a manuscript oh, well, variation. So what, even on murder? The murder... I think the murder is one as well. Because there are two that are so explicit in um, the Ten Commandments. Yeah, it's interesting that, that there should be a discrepancy of manuscripts on those two, mm. obviously. And we see sinful. this envy leading on to murder, of course, illustrated so clearly in yeah. the story of Cain and Abel. Yes, that's right. Uh, exactly. it, it's the clearest one of all because yeah. it just shows if you don't do things God's way, if you're going to impose your own system rather than follow the Lord's way, mm. you will be envious towards those who are. Mm. Who, who are blessed because yeah. they did follow the Lord's yeah. way and, and look at the result of that. Yeah. You know, the Lord says, you cannot come to me except by blood. Yeah. Simple as that, yeah. Cain. It's not that your wheat offering is no good, it's just yes. you have to bring the blood first. Mm. And so you see this everywhere, churches wanting to worship God in their way rather than in his way. Yeah. Um, and and that envy, you know, that built, because you're, you're straight away sending up a, 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 a system of strife, as it were, strife between you and the Lord mm. to start with. It's not a good place because you're doing it your way, mm. not his way. Mm. How much more we would get if we did his way? And, 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 and then because you're doing it your way rather than his way, you, you, you're, you're setting yourself up for envy and strife in the, in the, in the, congregation. In the congregation, setting yourself up to mm. fail 
before you even start. Mm. Mm. So, so the ultimate breakdown of relationship is killing someone. Yeah, yeah. but it, it, you know, probably usually it isn't, is, isn't lit gonna, of course that murder does happen. But, but within the body of Christ, it can be character assassination. Yeah. You know, I'm envious of so-and-so because they're doing well and it seems like God's blessed them in a position or whatever. And, and so what, how do I murder them? Yeah. Well, I gossip about them. Mm, yeah. I attack their character. I call their thing. So I can pull them down in the eyes of others yeah. and, and exalt myself in the, in the process. Mm. And, and so it's, it's a form of murder of consuming yeah. the other person yeah. just because I, I'm, I'm envious because they're doing well. I know, terrible. And that's a very evil, Does happen. Does very happen. evil thing. Does happen. So we've got the final the Satan, two or three. This thought oh, just okay. come to me that uh, Satan sin in, so, in one way of looking at it, it was envy of God. That's right, exactly. He was envious that God had all the worship and he wanted, he wanted he the, wants the to worship. Destroy. He wanted yeah. to be like God. Yeah. And, and have his own kingdom and have his own worship. And that was envy there. And he wants to kill, he wants to murder, that as led, it were, the image of God, the random memory of God. You know, yes. It made dumb. him into a murderer, yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah. our final category was intemperance. Oh, yeah, please. Yeah. Is it in 1 John, I think, where he likens hatred to murder? In the back of my mind, you do it. Jesus talked about that in the yes, Sermon he, on the Mount. He said, "Yes, that's that's right." But I, doesn't John say, "If you if you if you hate your brother, yes. it's it's like the sin of murder, something yeah. like that, doesn't he?" Well, we're going to need your iPhone to do, to Google that. But I, it, yeah. <laughs> I think you're talking about one John three. Uh, yes, one John three. So let's just um, look at that. Let us love one another. Yes, it'll be in here, was it? In verse 14, now this is very interesting because we know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother yeah. abides in death. But that's not what we're talking about. Next verse, whoever hates his brother is a murderer. Right. That's right. And you know that yeah, no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's quite something, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, very good. Very good. Thanks for that, John. But who needs Google? It's <laughs> Google, you just need the Holy Spirit. Okay, the final category of the four was um, intemperance. Intemperance, so not, just not having any control of your bodily appetites, yeah. you yeah. might say. Yeah. The first one is drunkenness, mm. which, which is again, drink, strong drink, consumption for the sake of intoxication. Yeah. And the problem with that is it, it releases the flesh to fully express itself. Mm and it causes uh, somebody to squander their life. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, so it's uh, excessive consumption. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one is revelries. So drunkenness you could do on your own, but this now takes it to, if you like, um, partying, orgies, drinking yeah. bouts. Mm. So this is where kind of doing it as a group. Yeah. yeah. Um, consumed by the need for fun, entertainment, hedonism. So what this is, is, is just, it's, there's nothing wrong with having fun. No. But it's like, Out that's control. all that matters. Yeah. All that matters is indulging the flesh as much yeah. as I can yeah. to, to have as much uh, fun and entertainment. Nothing else matters in my life kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. 
the lovers of pleasure, uh, that yeah. all carries this, the living for pleasure, or the unrestrained seeking of carnal pleasure. Well, I don't think anyone could say that we haven't, you know, we, that we've skirted over what, what is a difficult list. It's, it's sometimes easier to just um, talk about theology or a concept or a theological term, but this is just absolutely, you know, there is no excuse because Paul's saying it in plain, plain language, yeah. what, what it all is. And then it, it talks about inheriting the kingdom. Th those who do, th those who live like this. I was intrigued, John, because a few weeks ago we were talking about uh, the, the earlier verse that says, live by the Spirit in my Yes, isn't it? And yours says walk, walk by the Spirit. Yes. But then down here, I don't know whether which what version says what, but mine says those who live like this. In other words, those who habitually um, what have a lifestyle like this. I think we yes. sort of touched That's what on the word means. Ago. That is yes. Those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Mm. It's pretty a very strong pretty statement. Blunt. There. Yeah. Um, so what you were talking about, walking in the Spirit. Step by step, step by, by step. step. This is the alternative, which is step by step by step, walking on the road to perdition. Yes. Yeah. And it's willful. Yeah. It's willful because, you know, you might have a dodgy temper, a bad temper. You might fly off the handle very easily, but the Lord can fix that. Mm -hmm. If you recognize it, the first thing is to say, Lord, I've got this problem. Mm. We, we, we need to work on this together. You know, it's awful for my wife or my children or whatever. Um, we need to fix it. Well, you see, that, that's not willful, is it? So your, your flesh gets the better of you, but you, you, you hate yourself for yeah. it happening. Yeah. That's a very different thing from indulging yourself yes. in your flesh yeah, exactly. and allowing your flesh to indulge itself in you and with you. Mm. And this is what it's talking about. If, that, if you're like that, then you clearly don't have the Spirit of God. Mm. You don't have anything to prod you and say, Oi! That's not the way to behave. Mm. Um, you're just you, you are not you, you're not saved. Yeah. There's no way you can be saved. Yeah. Yes, he is. He is saying that because there is. What does it mean to inherit the kingdom of God? Yeah. You know, mm. and 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 again, he's saying those who practice. In other words, those who embrace these things as their lifestyle. Yeah. You know, so it is saying if you embrace a lifestyle of sexual immorality, now you may fall into sin. Mm. But as John says, if you're born again, you will know that you've sinned yeah. and, you, and you will feel convicted of that. But if you embrace that, that lifestyle, mm -hmm. then that is really saying you can't have a saving faith. You, you can't. Well, that's what again. I find interesting because we've all along we've been saying that this is written to Christians. So, you know, we've been sort of interpreting it, haven't we, within the church, things like the, these things happening. But... But that does give the hint that it's... Yeah, he's talking about the nature not. of all human flesh, whether yeah, they're yeah. Christian or non-Christian. Yeah, we I, all have the same mm. flesh. But he's saying you're not a Christian if you live... If, you know, if you're living if you that live, lifestyle. If you embrace it. Some, it, some it allows us to judge. I know people, people interpret you know, the, the scripture, you shall not judge, wrongly. We are required to judge and we can so, judge people's behavior here and yeah. draw a reasonable conclusion yeah. from it. Yeah. Either we need to call them in and, and give them a, a stern warning and say, look, you need to get your act together, otherwise you're in trouble. Yeah. Or we can recognize they're not saved at all. Yeah. 
and um, so we do need to judge. Yeah, there's a difference between, the, it's between a, co a condemnatory judgment and a, a differentiating judgment. Yes. You know what I mean, mm. yes. saying that that's wrong. Oh, you know, you Pharisee saying yeah, it's wrong. No, wrong. you're not a Pharisee no, saying a Pharisee it's wrong. It's wrong. wrong. Yes. Objectively wrong. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and somebody who is struggling with a sin, say a sexual sin or something, yeah. doesn't mean they're not saved. No. Yeah. The very fact they are struggling with it mm. is a sign that they've got this battle between the spirit and the flesh yes. going on. Mm. But somebody who has now given themselves over to this and embrace it and rejoice in their sinful lifestyle, mm. that is a clear sign that they, they are not saved. Mm. Uh, you know, and when it says inherit the kingdom, I used to try and play a clever theological game by saying, well, look, you, you can be born again, but then you, you won't, you'll lose all your rewards. You, 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 you won't inherit the kingdom. In other words, you know, you'll, you'll get in, but you won't inherit anything. So I've always that, heard that, that from, um, from Watchman Nee, that yeah, kind of approach. Yeah. Yeah. But that isn't the correct biblical language. For instance, in, in Galatians 4, 7, it says, therefore, you're no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. So you're both. So if you're a son, then you're an heir. You, yeah, you can't yeah. split that. That's right. You can't so, split heirs. So if you're not an heir, oh, did you get that son. one, John? Can't split heirs. Oh, yeah, John. Very good. Yeah, that is good. And Galatians 3.29 says, if you, if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Mm. So again, if you're in Christ, you are an heir. Yeah. So if you're not an heir, you're, you're not in Christ. Yeah. And there is a parallel passage in 1 Corinthians 6, I think, yeah. deserves to be yeah. looked at yeah. quickly. Yeah, um, 1 Corinthians 6 uses similar language and makes it absolutely clear that, you know, the, 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 they're not uh, saved. Mm. Um, 1 Corinthians 6 verse 9 to 11. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. So he's talking about the, the unrighteous. We are yeah. righteous through faith. So it's chapter 6, verse, verse 9. Verse 9. Okay. Do not be deceived, Yeah. neither fornicators. Now notice it doesn't say those who've committed fornication, mm. but those who by nature yeah. are fornicators. That's right. That's right. Nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. It's the same language. Mm. Mm. And such were some of you. Yeah. You see? Yeah. You used to be that way. Yeah. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Mm. So that the language of inheriting the kingdom of God is actually the language of salvation. Mm. You, you can't, uh, yes, you can't it's, avoid it's that interesting. conclusion. Although there, there is some, <coughs> with, with, sort of watch some of Watchman Nee's writings that, that this this indication you, you know that some overcome some don't overcome uh, and I'm just trying to unpack uh, whether you know there are some who uh, are, are on the milk some who go onto the meat there, there are the strong there are the weak there, there are the five virgins who who let their oils, uh, who, who keep their oils trimmed and they're lit. There are some who allow them to go. So there's, there's a kind of, um, but seems to be... the language of overcomers is clear. One John defines the yes. overcomer is the one who's born again. Good. So, yeah, absolutely. But there is, a, a, as it were, um, a, a, in terms of, let's say, the, the, the salvation in the heavens, 
there, there is a, a sense that you know, some will be given cities. There are degrees. Yeah, that's all I'm talking about. Yeah, and spiritual That's growth. exactly what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. Yeah. But so, it's and not and like, that, that does not It's not um, like the body will be divided into two, you know. Correct. Overcomers, or the bride, and the rest. And the king. The plebs. Yeah, exactly. No, no well, you don't see that. But there is levels yeah. of spiritual maturity and yeah. so forth. Yeah, it doesn't sound, because then you're falling into this elitist heresy, exactly. aren't you? Um, which... Um, I, I have come across quite a lot in, in, in certain um, churches, uh, you know, in, in the charismatic world growing up. You know, I heard these teachings and it was well, it quite elitist. The, it plays to the flesh. Yes, yeah. You know, we're yeah. in this God's special yeah, yeah. category, yeah. you know. Um, but interestingly, they, to counter that point, they would say, well, we don't know. It, you know, who is, is God who judges whether someone has matured or not, whether they've be, remained spiritually immature through their life and never grown up, never fed, you know, um, um, on, on the Lord or on his word or on anything, but they're saved. Yes, but even that is, we all want to grow spiritually and yeah. we should be, that is a motivation. Yeah. But if the motivation becomes... I'm going to try ever so hard so that I can be in God's elite. That's right. Then group. it's the legalism. Then, then I'm being motivated by pride. Yeah. I, I'm being motivated not by the glory of God. I yeah. want to be all that God's made me to be, to yeah. glorify Him. I want to be in this special group. That's right. You know, I know God's that. correct, you know, exactly. truth. You know, and it, it's subtle, but it, then your motivation becomes pride. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in Ephesians, it talks about the inherit his inheritance in the saints, mm. which I think is a good antidote to pride because it's not our rewards. I think if you start going on too much about what you're going to get out of it, it almost is contradicting the Christian message, which is that we are in love service, you know, to the Lord. We are His inheritance. Whatever we do in terms of of let's say the the purifying of the stones, you know, for the city and you know and the like, it is for him. That's right. Ultimately, all for him. Yes. In yes. worship. And a, a good way to think of rewards, because I'm a great believer in eternal rewards. But our rewards will be greater opportunities to serve and glorify him. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So um, greater authority or greater opportunity. Um, can I dig a little bit more on this one about the inheritance? Because that, you know, that I, I was, went through it a while ago. That there are four or five different ways, uh, you know, it, uh, among different church movements to deal with those who don't go on with the Lord. You've got those, and they say, well, they've backslidden. You've got Martin Lloyd Jones who would say, well, they were never believers in the first place, which is roughly where we're, we're, we're at here. You've got the Salvation Army who would say, well, it's, you've got to be in a continuance of the state of faith. You've actually got to be in faith when you die. Um, uh, and, the, and the Catholics, which is even after you die, you know, someone can you know, pay their indulgences and you know, pray for you to get out of purgatory. So that, it is, it is an issue, isn't it, in, in every church. What do you do with those who actually carry on with all this jazz? What you're saying is they were never 
believers in the first place. There isn't a, a, a simple judgment. Well, well some, some of them might not be. I mean, some might be doing one or more, well, let's just mm. keep it yeah. simple, yeah. one of these, because they are possessed, because they've got demonic, they need deliverance. Mm. Um, but you need discernment on that, don't yeah. you? you? You'll know, because if they need deliverance, essentially their character will be conforming to a born-again believer, except in this area where they need help. Mm. But I think these, these people that he's talking about here have no evidence of born-again behaviour at all. No, no. I, I mean, I would say that there's three possibilities. And mm -hmm. One is they are born again, but they fell into sin. They let their flesh rule them. Mm. and they're, they're carnal Christians, but, but they are actually born again. But can they inherit? Um, well, um, Those, the, the that, that is that one possibility. Another possibility is that they were never born again. Okay, but in, the, in which case they probably never showed any real yeah. sign of change. Yeah. Um, I think there is a possibility that somebody who, let's say, em embraces and purposefully embraces a sinful lifestyle you know, I know, I know John might disagree with me, um, you know, that we, we, if they're really seriously hardening their heart, mm. we can warn them and say, look, you are in danger, not just of losing your rewards, but if you are embracing sin, you are effectively denying Christ as your Lord. And, and even if just say, you are in danger, yeah. you know. Um, because the big need, one is, is adultery, because in this, um, you know, we live in, in our modern age, we're now getting to the point of no-fault divorce, so <laughs> it's completely regularised in our world and in the church, mm. that is fine. And yet, um, you know, if it is in this list, I, uh, you know, whichever manuscript is, well, the, is, is the authority, anyway. it is in there, and yet people, there are some who, you know, is it that they've just fallen once and then um, and then because of the legal system that we've got there's no going back because of whatever you know divorce lawyers you know get their pound of flesh out of it and then and then it's it's embedded or or, or is it a a persistent adulterous um, thing I don't know I, you know I, I've always warned people against it but once they're in a, another relationship with kids you think well yeah. David Pawson would say, no, you've got to dissolve that and you've got to go back to the original, or he did say that at one time, mm -hmm. to the original relationship in his divorce and remarriage yeah. book. But my general sense is I would advise people, depending on where they're at, and if yeah. it's past, you're advising them from now on. Yeah. Right? But, if you, if, if, but if it's pre the, you know, breakdown, you, you're trying as hard as possible to prevent it from... Mm -hmm going down that road. But often it does start with someone committing adultery. Mm. And then the issue is, okay, whatever the sin is, the issue is you, you can be forgiven. You can That's true. repent, be forgiven. And, and, but the problem is that Paul is particularly talking about when somebody just embraces that sin. You know. That's what I'm and trying I, to And I would say if somebody is in, the, of it, if they're yeah. in a, like an, a marriage that maybe had a sinful yeah. origin, um, repent for, for that but yeah. don't don't two wrongs don't make a right you know yeah. divorcing and doing again isn't going to fix what you did mm. you need to repent of what you did yeah 
and now do your best from right. where you're at. Yeah. So All that right. is the yeah. lifestyle of you know a serial adulterer. But this is like. what Paul is saying. Yeah. It's the nature of the flesh that we will do these things. Yeah. And if we will, even as Christians, if we yield to the flesh. Yeah. But all the time, the Holy Spirit inside us is, if, if the Holy Spirit's in us, is, is, is pulling us back. Yeah. And it may take years for somebody to work their way through that. So they might well be born again, and yeah. on the outside, it it's yeah. looks like they're living this sinful yeah. life. So I'm just trying to pin down on, the, I, I, I get it. But you can't, they won't you can't make a rule that covers God. every situation. No. In, no. You know, each one is an individual case. Yeah. You know. but, but the Lord sees the whole picture, which we can't see, and, and today this is more prevalent than ever. So you have a, a man and a woman, they get married. But in the past, he has slept with her and her and her and her, perhaps him and her. Mm. And she has slept with him and him and him and him, perhaps her and him. Mm. They are one with all those people. Yeah. They are one with them. And they're bringing that into this marriage. Yeah. Now, each of those people have parents. And, so the, and, and they're one with their parents because they're of their parents. Yeah. And their parents might have slept with him and him and him and him and her. Yeah. Do you see how this cascades down the line? Mm -hmm. So by the time it gets to you, there is an absolute spiritual dog's breakfast. Yeah. And only the Lord can sort that out. Yeah. So there could be reasons for this which are way beyond our, our, our comprehension, mm. Mm. but the Lord knows. That's right. He never gets it wrong. Yeah. But as a ground rule for behaviour, it's a pretty safe one. It's pretty but good. But I'm saying, but the Lord is merciful and he knows. Yeah. And it's yeah. the lifestyle, isn't it? And it's yeah. the ongoing lifestyle. It's not the past lifestyle. It's at this point in time where you're reading this and it says, I warn you, as I did before, that those who live now like this, mm. not those who lived like that. No, but they might need help to get out of it. That's, that's the point I'm yeah, making. If they, if they are at one with, because they're now husband and wife, therefore they're one, but they're also one with everybody else that it's they have slept with. This is what they've got in their, in their marriage. Or you're not married, but you're one with everything your parents did all the way up the line. Mm all the uh, indiscretions mm. and now you've got this oneness and it can be broken I think it's it can be broken that, that's, I've always it, taken that view. it can be broken, broken that's right it can be broken but uh, you know it, it particularly in a uh, it, let's say an establishment church which doesn't really talk about these things you know this can go on and there's an answer yeah. the answer is Christ the the answer remember, this is this is a, an epistle about grace isn't it yeah the answer is Christ yeah. I don't want anybody to despair because they look and say, that's me, mm. and I don't know how to get out. Mm. Well, there's, there's a way out. I mean, if you look at David and Bathsheba, yeah. Yeah. Seen, that very, obviously very was powerful. a sinfully originated relationship. Yeah. And yet God was able to bless their marriage. Mm. But I think it was important that David repented with all his heart yeah. of that sin, yeah. got it right with God. And, and so God, God yeah. Uh, and the consequence, the child died. Mm. Oh, um, there, there will be consequences. Mm. Yes, yes. You, there is a price to pay. Um, another way to look at it, I suppose, is, is what is salvation? If it's not salvation, if it's not a change of our nature, if it's not salvation from sin. Mm. And so if somebody is truly saved, we are, there is a change of inner nature. Um, it's interesting, in Revelation 21, it, when it yes. describes verse 8, mm -hmm. he says, but the cowardly, 
the unbelieving. Notice it's talking about the nature. Yeah. A person's nature. They're, they're in uh, what nature. verse? 21 8. Mm. The cowardly, unbelieving, abominable murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars. It's this list again. Shall isn't have it? their part list, yeah. in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. So it's not saying if you said, committed, said a lie, you're going to hell. Yeah. But if you have embraced lying, and if that is you, I mean, if that is your nature. Them, yeah, that's that is your saying. nature. So no, he's not saying you have murdered, which is pretty bad. But he's saying the murderous. Yes. It's not if you have committed a sexually immoral act. It says the definite article, the sexually immoral. immoral. And, and if, you are, if you are not born again, then your nature is the nature of the flesh. Yeah. And that, that yeah. describes you. Mm. Yes. If you're born again, you've received a new, new, new nature. Mm. Praise God. And, but Paul is essentially saying, if, 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 that's, if this describes you if, you, if that is your lifestyle, if that is what you've embraced as your identity, your lifestyle, that is your nature. And um, then you can't be born again. Yeah. There's, there is something about you know, continuing in sin um, that is in the next chapter of Revelation where it says, Though, let him who does wrong continue to do wrong. Let him who is vile continue to be vile. Verse 11 of um, chapter 22. Um, let him who does right continue to do right. Let him who is holy continue to be holy. So again, this walking in the spirits, yes. step by step by step, yes. continuing, continuing. Yes. Um, uh, come back to the inheritance. I mean, yeah. I'm not quite sure how this fits in. I'm just thinking about, you think of the prodigal son, which is really about the father, not the son. Mm -hmm. But the son took his inheritance and squandered it. And he came back to the father and was received with loving arms, but he'd lost his inheritance. Mm, yeah. He'd had that and he'd squandered it. Yes. And I'm sure that fits in here somewhere, but I'm not quite sure how. Yeah. Yes, well, because it's an interesting you, one, because the other one who had the inheritance had the problem. Yeah. There are degrees of inheritance. Yes. Yes. I think that's, <laughs> I what, think that's, that's what the If you, let's say, you're born again, and but you, you yield to the flesh most of yeah. your life, and maybe you come back to God near the end. Yeah. Yes. You know, praise God, you'll you'll make it to heaven, but you'll lose a lot of your your reward that's that you right. would have had. Yeah, that's right. So there there is a bit a price to pay. Yeah. yeah. Even even then. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. We're in the last five minutes. We're not de definitely not going to get to, um, into the fruits of the spirit um, in much detail. We we thought that it would take us um, another study, didn't we? A few studies ago, actually, we thought that we would. I think it's we worth would. saying that when a Christian sins, he can't be happy. Yeah. Because when he's sinning, hmm. uh, he's, he's acting against that nature on the inside of him. You know, yeah. Even when he's yielding to the flesh, there's hmm. something inside of him. So yeah. we can't really enjoy that sin because of, yeah. because of that. Hmm. Whereas somebody who is given over to sin hmm. doesn't e you know, isn't even aware of that. Yeah. And that's, um, th that's the difference. So if somebody is struggling with sin, we're certainly not saying you're not saved. Yeah. In fact, the very fact that you're struggling, that you know it's sin, it's, you seem to be unable to handle it, but it's because there's something inside you. The Holy yeah. Spirit is convicting you. Mm. You can't enjoy that. Yeah. But it's a sign that, you know, yeah. God hasn't left you. 
you know, it's a, he's, it, he's with you. It's yeah. a great hymn, <coughs> um, Charles Wesley's Love Divine or Love's Excelling. And within that is take away the love of sinning, mm. alpha and omega be, end of faith as its beginning, set my heart at liberty. I mean, it's all yes, it's actually there. here. And then finish then thy new creation, pure and spotless, let us be. Let us see thy great salvation perfectly restored in thee. Mm. Um, change from glory into glory till in heaven we see your face. Till we cast our crowns before thee, lost in wonder, love and praise. It's amazing wonderful hymn. how much, if we had access to that hymn, it's got, it's got a lot of what we were talking about yes. today. Mm. Yeah. Let us all thy grace receive suddenly return and never, never more thy temples leave. Mm. One, take Praise away the, the love Lord. of sinning. Yeah, wonderful. Praise the Lord. Mm. Wonderful. Praise the Lord. Right, we've got a couple more um, uh, minutes left for us to f open up some other massive issue. <laughs> well, like, <laughs> we won't be able to It resolve. would be just confirming what we said, really. Okay, please 1 do. John 3, 7. Yeah, please do. Little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous. Mm just as he is righteous. He who sins is of the devil. And again, he's talking about practicing. Yeah, yeah. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works That's of right. the devil. Whoever has been born of God does not sin, for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because he's been born of God. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's talking about our reborn spirit. Yeah, I'm sure that's right. That's not, that doesn't mean the Christian can't sin. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. But, but that, that which is born of God in us by the incorruptible seed of the Word of God mm. is not capable of sin. But our flesh will lead us into sin if we obey it. But if we walk by the Spirit, we will produce tr true righteousness. Yes. Yeah. You, you know, we, will, we just need to have confidence in trusting in the Holy Spirit, whatever sin of the flesh we've, we've got into the habit of committing, as we trust the Spirit of God, that pure, sinless life of Christ will begin to, to have dominion in our soul and we will find the ability to, to say no to that flesh and to walk in the Spirit. Wonderful. Yeah, wonderful. I was going to say, John, could you pray? But we're, we're, we're going to have so little time. <laughs> Unless you just pray, in the last 30 seconds, we'll go out. Uh, praying for folks as they read this. Yes, yes, Father God, we lift up all the viewers to you, whenever they're watching, wherever, Lord. We lift them to you, Father. We ask that you speak to them through this word. And those that are struggling with the, with the, with the, 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 um, the works of the flesh, Lord, that you will show them that the power of the Spirit in them can decimate the works of the flesh. I just encourage them, Lord. Encourage them to trust in you, to find the scriptures, to speak into their situation, and to know that they have the victory in Christ for his glory. Amen. In Jesus' name we ask you. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Life of the Spirit next week, the fruit of the Spirit. <laughs>